The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm Rylan Stiles. You can find me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Grant Tuttle is not with me today. He's usually always with me. That's usually how I introduce the show is the fact that he is always with me. But today, he's not. He's pretty busy today. We didn't have a show last week. We were both busy, caught up with college and and things of that nature, traveling as we start summer vacation. Uh, But we're back this week, and we will be back from now. Until the end of time, one of us will always have a show out, hopefully both of us uh, per show, but today, it's a solo pod, it's just me today, and we're going to talk about all of the Chiefs topics, which, as you can imagine, it being May 20th, not a lot of content there, actually May 22nd, uh, not a lot of content out there. Uh, really, in the whole world of sports, outside of the NBA, there's not a lot of content. I mean, right now on my television, as I search for anything sports-related to watch, I am watching Big 12 Conference Baseball. So yeah, it's dark times, it's May, this isn't fun. But OTAs have started, that's not bringing us any news so far, but uh, we'll see how that goes down the line. First off though, on the agenda, let's talk briefly about Darren Lee. He was traded for over from the Jets to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, On these topics like this that are so big and can have such great depth and conversation, we're going to hold off again for another week. I know that we missed last week. And now this week, we're not really going to go too deep into it. But I want to have these topics when Grant's here. We can both give our opinions and bounce off each other like we always do. But on the surface, without going too far into the weeds, this is a very, very good move. I love this move for the Chiefs. It is, you know, no risk, very high reward. He obviously has a ton of potential. It obviously was not tapped into in New York. And sometimes all you need is a change change of scenery. And it didn't cost the Chiefs anything. And now it creates some flexibility. Do you want to trade some of your linebackers at that position that you have if Darren Lee does step up? Do you want to get off of some of that that salary that's tied up into Reggie Ragland and into Anthony Hitchens? So, you know, we'll see what the Chiefs do from there. I love the move. I'm sure Grant does as well. Uh, You know, he's been very busy. We haven't got a chance to talk about this too much uh, privately. So for the first time next week, you'll see what we both think. But again, on the surface, a great move for the Chiefs. I'm sure it excited a lot of the fan base. The The feedback from it seemed to be very positive from everything I read and comment sections and, and on the message boards. So it's a very good move. A move I didn't like, though, this week. Kendall Fuller is switching to the number 29. He wore it with the Washington Redskins. I believe he wore it in college. I hate this. He was number 23 last year. Obviously, Eric Berry was number 29. I hate the fact that Kendall Fuller switched to 29. I hate the fact that the Chiefs gave out 29. I get it. It's not retired, so it's fair game. But there should be a bit of respect for the number 29. Eric Berry and the Chiefs did not end on bad terms. Eric Berry is not even in the NFL right now because of the fact that he's not healthy. That's clear to anyone. He barely played the last two years as he was rehabbing from injury. He was day-to-day for the last two years straight. 
He didn't scorn the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't scorn him. It's clear to everyone that eventually that number 29 will be retired. Eventually, Eric Berry will be in the Ring of Honor. Eventually, Eric Berry will be in the Chiefs Hall of Fame. So to give out the number 29 is ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. The Thunder did this with Kevin Durant. The year after he left and went to Golden State, they gave out the number 35 to P.J. Dozier, a two-way player who logged like two games for the Thunder, uh, but technically 35 has been worn by both Kevin Durant and P.J. Dozier in Oklahoma City Thunder history. The 29 number is not exclusive to Eric Berry in Chiefs history, but from this point forward, it should be. It should have been Eric Berry's number from the time that they let him go until it's officially retired. Number retirements aren't that big of a deal in the NFL, really, for the most part. I mean, uh, sure, local fans get excited, but it's not something that nationally gets talked about a lot. Uh, but I think it's important to to keep that relationship you had with Eric Berry and to not give away 29. Now, I'm sure Eric Berry doesn't care. I'm sure Eric Berry doesn't even know that he has number 29 and won't know until the Chiefs kick off in week one. I'm sure that Eric Berry does not think this is a slap in the face at all. But it's odd to me, and I don't like it. It'll sell more jerseys because anyone who likes Kendall Fuller bought his number 23 jersey will probably go out and buy a number 29 jersey. If you're still in the market for jerseys, you, know, you haven't outgrown that phase, or they haven't outpriced you out of that market, you'll probably go out and get a number 29 Kendall Fuller jersey as soon as he makes a huge interception. So it sells, take, it sells jerseys and gets more revenue. That's fine. I just still do not like the concept of giving away number 29 because we can all agree it will be retired eventually. I think for Kendall Fuller, he could have made 23 his kind of own thing, you know, but again, Kendall Fuller's not going to be a guy who's ever going to get his number retired for the Chiefs. He can be as good as he wants to, but there's no kind of camaraderie, there's no kind of connection from the city, from the organization to Kendall Fuller. Even if he's a very good player, even if he turns out to be a very, very good player in the Chiefs history, to get your number retired, you kind of need that connection. It's why guys like Nick Collison and Udonis Haslam in the NBA are going to have their jersey retired. Not because they're a very good player, not because they're an elite player, but because they have that connection to the city, to the fan base, and to the organization. Eric Berry had that, plus was a very good player. I don't understand why they're giving away number 29. Now, I might be the only person on earth who cares about this, who cares about the fact that number 29 has been dealt out again, but it still doesn't sit well with me that they gave away number 29. In other news, the overtime rules will not be changed. The Chiefs and Andy Reid and Clark Hunt bidded to the NFL uh, during the offseason meetings to uh, change the overtime ruling Uh, basically give each team a possession, you know, no matter what happens on the first possession. Obviously, they're going to stick with the current rule of if it's a touchdown on the first possession, the game's over. A field goal, the other team gets a try. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, if the Chiefs would have won the way the Patriots won, no one would care in Kansas City. Everyone would care in Massachusetts, though. So it's kind of just the way things work. I mean, they lost on a coin flip. That's a heck of a season for a franchise who got to host an AFC Championship game last year. And hopefully, we'll be back in that championship game this year. Maybe they still lose the coin toss. Maybe they don't lose the coin toss. Maybe it's not even in that situation again. I don't think in any realm of life is it appropriate to make rash decisions. And to me, changing this overtime rule because the Chiefs were upset that they lost the coin toss would have been a rash decision. 
Aaron Rodgers had the same uh, hand dealt to him in a playoff game, which is, escapes me exactly the, the year that this happened. But um, I remember specifically Aaron Rodgers losing a few games because he was on the bench and there's no coin toss. And that sucks because you want to see guys like Aaron Rodgers. You want to see guys like Patrick Mahomes get a chance. But these are the rules and they're not going to change them. And I understand why they're not going to change them because, again, if we changed every single rule because one team in the NFL was upset about it, then we'd be changing every single rule every single season because at some point in every season, whether it be week one, week 16, and the playoffs or the Super Bowl, a single rule has cost a team a game because football, unlike most sports, are defined by a single play. A single play in the first through fourth quarter can turn the trajectory of the game around and can decide and you can decide it for who, which team and, and who goes on. And unlike any other sport, the NFL only has 16 games. 16 games to prove yourself as one of the best teams, and one loss can absolutely crush you. Sure, you might miss the NBA playoffs by a game. Sure, you might miss the MLB playoffs by a game. But you have more opportunities to overcome that game. One game in the NFL is super, super valuable. Or it's not that way in the MLB or NBA or NHL even. So I understand why the Chiefs are upset about this. I understand why they uh, tried to get this rule changed. But ultimately, I would have been fine either way. I would have been fine if they changed it. I would have been fine if they didn't change it. I'm not somebody who thinks it absolutely has to be changed. Sure, I would prefer it. If you're going to ask me what I would prefer, not just because of the Chiefs situation, but because of just being an NFL fan in general, I would have preferred it to be more so like the college rule, not starting at the 25, not starting at a specific location. But the thing is that every team gets a chance to answer. That's more fun. These teams play one one game a week, just like in college. It, who cares how long the overtimes go? Eventually, a team's going to win out. So if the if the Patriots march down and get a touchdown, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have a chance to answer. If they answer Tom Brady, you know, and they get a touchdown of their own, and they tie it up, if they don't go for two, they tie it up, kick it off and do it all over again until we have a proven winner, until somebody gets a stop. Don't start from the 25, but don't end the game until somebody gets a stop. Give each offense, give each team a chance to win the football game. Because that's really what the NFL is nowadays, is, is offense. There's not a lot of teams, you know, outside of a couple, that pride themselves on their defense, that pride themselves on winning games defensively. So let each offense have a chance to win the football game. Obviously, the loss on the Chiefs was inexcusable. You had D. Ford and his offsides. You had how many third downs in that drive alone? How, how many third downs did the Chiefs give up in that drive alone? It's infuriating. But Patrick Mahomes still should have been on that field, in my opinion. Aaron Rodgers still should have been on that field. You always want the ball in the playmaker's hands, and most of the time, your playmaker is on offense. So I think both teams should have a shot. It's not going to be that way. We're going to keep the same overtime rules, and I'm fine with that because you don't need to change it uh, just because the team's upset. I don't like the fact that you can review pass interference now. We've went over that a few episodes ago now. But, again, just a note, the Chiefs did not get their overtime rule approved. We'll stick with the same overtime rule for now. In probably the biggest news of the day, I would say, because again, it's May, not a lot going on. Probably the biggest news of the day is the fact that Roger Goodell and the NFL said that they will not interfere with the Tyreek Hill investigation. But they will talk to him after the, you know, investigation concludes. So basically, I read this as 
the NFL is not going to launch their own investigation until the legal one is done. I also wrote this as a suspension is coming. It's not coming yet, but it's coming. Even if Tyreek Hill is found completely innocent in the court of law, the NFL is still going to suspend him because it's a bad look for the league. What he did was he put the league in jeopardy, not not literally, but just figuratively, he put the league in jeopardy, gave the league a black eye. The league is going to punish him, even if he's found completely innocent or even if he's found with innocent by, you know, by the fact that there's not enough evidence. A suspension is coming. The, the question is for how long? And sitting here today on May 22nd, I think that that's all that's going to happen. A suspension from the NFL. He's going to remain on the Chiefs. He's going to play football in Kansas City. But he'll have to sit out the first three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. We don't know the length yet, but I think that that's what's going to happen in this whole ordeal. This tragic, sad, disgusting ordeal is that Terry Kill's going to play football. He's going to play football in Kansas City. And he's going to be suspended by the NFL for a few games. You can take that as a good thing. You can take that as a bad thing. That's how I read this whole situation happening. The Terry Kill front has been cold for a little bit. We'll see if that means it's going to wrap up pretty soon. Or maybe it's just the calm before the storm. But, again, the NFL will not launch their own investigation or interfere with Tyreek Hill until the legal investigation is done. On a happier note, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to host the 2023 NFL Draft. We had this question, uh, I believe, in our last podcast, or maybe second to last podcast. Will Kansas City ever get to host the NFL Draft? I said emphatically yes. Clark Hunt and the Chiefs ownership group has a huge relationship with Roger Roger Goodell in the NFL. A great relationship there. It's something that they've publicly wanted for a long time. Now they're going to get it in 2023. Next year is going to be in Las Vegas. The year after that is going to be in Cleveland. Uh, After that, on 2020, uh, excuse me, 2020 will be in Las Vegas. 2021 will be in Cleveland. 2022 is to be announced, and 2023 will be in Kansas City. That's a pretty fun thing for Kansas City. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see where they're going to host it. My guess would be Union Station. That's just my opinion on where it would be. Uh, That's not confirmed or anything. But it's obviously something the Chiefs wanted for a really, really long time. They finally got it. The city is prepared for it. I was just there this weekend. It's it's a very fun place, very underrated place. I think that it's going to be something that that NFL fans will go to and realize how good of a place Kansas City is. It's not just a, a, flyover, a flyover state anymore. So I'm excited for the city. Who knows? Maybe Grant and I will be there and hosting a live podcast from the NFL draft. Who knows? I doubt it, but who knows? Uh, it's a very, very fun time in Kansas City. Not only do you have the draft coming in 2023, but you have a franchise quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And while Grant's not here to tell me to get back on track, I'm going to go off the rails and just talk about Patrick Mahomes for a little bit. If you're in Grant and I's age demographic, you know, 21 to about, you know, you know, from like high school to about the end of college, end of grad school, you've never had a true franchise quarterback. That's always been something that's escaped you in your Chiefs fandom. We can list all the terrible 
QB experiments, but that would take us five hours. And this episode, unlike our normal ones, are is going to be pretty quick. I just want to say the fact that how nice is it that Patrick Mahomes is, is the Chiefs quarterback and how awesome is it that this generation of Chiefs fans finally get to experience a franchise quarterback. It's a fun time in Kansas City because you have the Madden cover athlete. You have a guy who's the MVP betting favorite after winning the award last year. You have a guy who puts himself out there on Twitter and takes playful jabs at his teammates and interacts with fans and does fun things on Twitter. And also, who's very, very interesting. He's not a franchise quarterback who's who's cookie cutter and doesn't say anything. He goes on to pardon my take, uh, and he goes on that podcast this week. I believe it was uploaded on Monday or Sunday night. Uh, whenever they schedule those, it was the first one of this week. Him and Anthony Sherman were on there yucking it up and, and just talking to the guys. He gave a, a, a few funny stories on there, a few funny anecdotes. He's a very good interview, and just everyone appreciates Patrick Mahomes. It's not a situation where I need to tell you to appreciate him, but it's so awesome to see the fact that the Chiefs have their franchise quarterback, the Chiefs have somebody to rally around, to be the face of the franchise, and to put Kansas City on the map because – for a long time, the Chiefs either weren't on the map or didn't have a quarterback to be the face. They were just a good team. Now they're a good team with the MVP betting favorite, the Madden cover athlete, Travis Kelsey, and a bunch of other stars who put themselves out there. It's incredibly fun to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan right now. And, you know, this fan base deserves it. It's pretty funny to me that the, the Chiefs fan base is now getting what they deserve with Mahomes and, and the success, and the Cleveland fan base is now getting Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield, two fan bases who truly deserve success after years and years of falling short, of embarrassment, of things not going their way. It seems to be that they're, they're both turning it around. So that's fun. One personality, though, that's not going to be in the fold for the Chiefs right now is Chris Jones. Not a big deal. He's skipping OTAs, which I believe started last week or maybe at the start of this week. That's not a big deal to me. I mean, they're optional. You know, they're, they're not enforced. If you want players to go to them, then stop saying they're optional. If you are going to judge players that they're not there, then stop saying they're optional. If they're optional, then I don't care if you show up or not because they're optional. The only person who truly needs to be at OTAs, or I should say the only group of people, because it's not just one person, Andy Reid and the coaching staff, that's one group. Every rookie, that's another group, you know, the group of rookies, because they need all the experience they can get, they need all the time that they can get. And preferably, but not mandatorily, but preferably your quarterback, your starting quarterback, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, preferably your quarterback. Other than that, it's optional team activities. Organized team activities, which are optional. So I don't care that Chris Jones isn't there. Just like last year, I didn't care Eric Berry wasn't there, and, and Marcus Peters wasn't there the year before, and etc., etc., etc. I don't care if you're there at optional team workouts. I really don't. But if you do, Chris Jones wasn't there. He's skipping OTAs. But there are videos of him working out, and uh, yeah, so there you go. Sammy Watkins, though, is a guy who's primed for a very big year, it seems like. He's saying on Twitter how he's going to sacrifice a lot this year, 
how he wants to get back to being a very good wide receiver. Really, he's always been a very good wide receiver. It's just the injuries. So hopefully he can stay healthy this year. I mean, Peter Schrager, who I trust a lot, and actually called Patrick Mahomes as an MVP candidate, called the Chiefs as a very good team in the preseason. So he's gotten a lot of favor around Kansas City. But I've liked him for a very long time on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. It's a very good show. He said that Sam Watkins looks incredible uh, this offseason, and he's calling a big year for Watkins as well. So we'll see. Again, it's never been an issue of talent with Sammy Watkins. It's been an issue of staying healthy. So if he can stay healthy in this system with this quarterback, he's going to have a very big year. That's, that's undoubtedly so. The last note for today, we're at the 20-minute mark. So fans, if you listen to the show consistently, you know normally we're just getting started right now. But this week we're going to end it and talk a little bit more after this. But does Jerome McCoy fit the Kansas City Chiefs? The Tampa Bay Bucks released him this weekend, they signed Indomitian Sue to a one-year deal, I believe. Uh, I believe it's only a one-year deal, which I don't like that fit at all. I mean, I get it. Sue wants to be back in the NFL, uh, or he wants to just secure his job right now. He was never going to have to sit out the entire year, but he wants to secure his job. I get it. I just feel like a, a contending team would have eventually you know, pulled the trigger on him, and I hate to see him go to a team that has no hope. Already in May, their season's over in Tampa Bay. But nonetheless... Jerome McCoy has been released, and there's a few teams looking at him, you know, rumored so, Cleveland being the heavy favorite, Cleveland being the one that's publicly talking about him. Uh, Others have been reported. Does he fit with Kansas City? Sure. I mean, the Chiefs have done a lot on that front seven. They've done a lot to revamp this defense. Bring in a first-round talent. Bring in a very talented athlete. Sure. I mean, that works. You know, that always is going to play. The Chiefs have the cap space to do it. The Chiefs have the ability to do it, both in cap-wise and scheme-wise. They, they have a, a fit for him. But I don't think they will, because I don't think Jerome McCoy is going to hold out long enough. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are holding out hope that there's a cornerback going to hit the market after June 1st. There's a cornerback that can hit the market after June 1st, or after training camp, or sometime down the line, and they don't want to invest their cap space that they have right now, their flexibility that they have right now in Gerald McCoy. But in general, sure, I think he'd be a good fit in Kansas City. I mean, he's a very talented football player. But I don't I don't see it happening. I think he's going to get a job well before the Chiefs are ready to to move on from the dream of having a cornerback come in this offseason, uh, you know, having another cornerback come in this offseason. So we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. Now, again, this episode has been shorter than usual, and that's because, the, for example, the Darren Lee topic. I didn't go as far in depth as I, as I would have otherwise because Grant's not here, and I want to have Grant here to, again, bounce ideas off of and have a good debate with and talk things out with. There's been plenty of Darren Lee coverage around Chiefs land. There's plenty of outlets to get Chiefs news and coverage, the best being arrowheadaddict.com. Matt Connor and the gang does a great job over there at that website. Uh, and we're happy to be a part of that website with this podcast. We're happy to be part of the fan sided network with this podcast. So this is a quick 20 minute episode. Usually, you know, we go on for over an hour at least, but this time we're going to cut it short again. Grant Tuttle will be back next week. You can find him at tw- on Twitter at Grant TMN Tuttle. You can find me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R Y L A N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. This has been 
the Arrowhead Attic Podcast on the Fan Sided Podcasting Network, your home for Chiefs coverage.